Hello, it's your girl, Bible Study Girl, here for another podcast. Um, and today, first off, turn me down in the monitors, um, executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> first off, let's give a big shout out and round of applause to my executive producer for getting me some good intro beats. I like when that beat drops. Um, and today, Besides Bible study brother, who is my executive producer, I have a very special guest, Miss um, Kanae, who is the bride of Bible study brother. He references her frequently, and today we get a chance to talk to her. So welcome, Kanae. Thank you very much. I am so glad you agreed to sit down at the table and talk to me. I know you are a little... <laughs> hesitant as you think <laughs> I'm crazy no but you, you no. do <laughs> I don't think you're crazy I just what? won't lie to you okay all right so we're gonna see because I'm gonna ask the question I know so, yeah. and that's that's <laughs> the part isn't it um so I'm so glad you're here today um I will give you the opportunity to tell the people just anything in general you want them to know about you um, and while you think that through, I'm going to let everybody know how we first met. I first met Kanae when my brother and her were dating in high school. Didn't really get to spend a lot of time with her because I have my own life, my own things going on. So we didn't spend a whole lot of time together. Um, so we've gotten to know each other a lot better yes. since you guys have been married. So, um, Anything else you think the people need to know about you before I start to dig deep with my shovel? I feel like they're going <laughs> to figure it out. I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know what I should. I feel like I'm introducing myself in class for the first yeah. time. My favorite color is blue. Um, <laughs> oh, that's my so favorite piece. My favorite food is pizza. Is it really? Yeah. Your favorite color is blue. Yeah. So you and I have Joe? three favorite colors, blue, red, and purple. Oh my gosh. You and are like number one. Let me tell you, you are like Bible study cousin. Everything is my favorite. <laughs> I was going to say, you see how the second answer was. So the truth of the matter life. is, I'm one of those people that's like, I like a lot of things. So I have to give things a hierarchy. Okay. Because I really love colors. All right. But that's the hierarchy. It starts with blue. Okay. All Definitely. right. <laughs> blue sits on the on the throne. It doesn't. Of the fine. It does. Okay. okay. Before. Hater? Yeah. He, he does that. Oh. <laughs> So I guess we'll start off. The whole purpose of today's podcast is talking about your spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Never asked you these questions before. So this is no. going to be fun for us all. Unscripted, <laughs> uncensored, scripted dialogue. Yes. And feel free to share what you want to share and what you don't want to share. You know, nobody's business, but yours. Well, I'm an open book. Okay. Great. <laughs> you heard it. She said she's an open book, so I can ask anything. Okay, first question I'm going to ask you is, how old were you when you decided you were going to give your life to Christ? Like when you decided to walk down the aisle at the church and say, hey, I'm here, take me. I think I was about six years old uh, the first time I wanted to take that walk. I was five or six. I remember I was at Greater Center Star. We were still going there, Greatest City Star Baptist Church. And is that okay? Can I say that? You can. Okay, cool. I, I don't know what I can say and what yeah. I can't. <laughs> but fine. I remember. Normally we don't, but you go ahead. I mean, it was a great I talk, church. I talk about St. Luke and Turkey Scratch. Like, I. That's fine. Correct me if I'm wrong. Normal. I apologize. You're fine. Um, but yeah, so I was at Greater City Star. Uh, my mom had grown up there. A lot of my family went there. And I remember. So two things prompted me initially. One was 
um, I noticed that the people that went up and got in that pool got to eat the snack when okay. they came around. Yeah. You know, communion. <laughs> so that was one of the things. I was like, I can't take that unless I get in the pool. Well, I'm okay. going to get in the pool. Let's get um, in the pool. The other thing, though, on a real note, was I felt so when they, what they would do is they would push the chairs forward um, when the doors of the ch- church were open. They would come, they'd have these comfortable looking fold out chairs, and they would push the chairs forward to let you know. And there was like, I don't know. Looking at that chair, there was like this light that was sitting there, and I just felt compelled. I was like, that chair is for me. Like, so they're waiting on me. That chair is for me. So, so you so went and took the chair. Yes. Okay. That was the, the first time that I got baptized, first time that I really said I wanted to be a, uh, and wanted to know God. Um, the second time I got baptized was after I was called to preach. So when I was 14 years old. All right. Um, I was called to minister the word of God. And I decided that I didn't want, I wanted to kind of get rid of who I was and wash that away and start over with God and, and um, just like be born, like literally be born again, again. Okay. Um, I thought the first time I did it was honest and it was earnest because the Lord, I was very blessed that the Lord spoke to me at a very early age. But, uh, and I came to know him at a very early age. But at this point, because it was a new chapter, I just wanted to start fresh with him okay. and get to know him on that level. Okay. So between 6 and 14, mm-hmm. can you share what made you feel like you needed to be washed, cleaned, <laughs> yeah. that, that the first time wasn't sufficient, like I need to do this again? So... Between 6 and 14, there were a lot of things that happened. Um, I first started experiencing molestation during that time. Like, people were molesting me. Um, so that was one of the things. The other part was, I I mean, like, that's, I feel like that's when puberty really starts, like, before you even turn 13. Yeah. It kind of starts when you're around 7 or 8 or whatever. And so that's when self-esteem and all these other things, like, start to become an issue. And you start kind of measuring yourself based on other people and, um I fell prey to that very, very easily. I had very low self-esteem. I didn't really like myself. I didn't really think I was pretty. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of, like, um, identity issues. And so through the course of that time, I remember praying, you know, Lord, show me why you love me. Show me why you think I'm pretty. Show me what you think about me Mm -hmm. so I can learn that about myself. And I had done, like, terrible things, (laughs) terrible by my standards. Like. Um, in order to fit in, I like started writing these like stories that were kind of pornographic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I did. And that was like kind of in middle school. It happened like it started at the end of like fifth grade and kind of progressed into middle school and stuff. But it was Were people requesting these stories. Oh, yes. Oh, like after <laughs> you were hot in the streets. I was. Did you and sell them? Uh, no, I didn't sell them. You I didn't think about <laughs> money. I should have. You should. Um, but no, I, I just. I just wanted friends. I just wanted to feel like I belonged. Mm -hmm. And because, and I mean, I I was very active in the church. I started praise dancing at a very young age and I really loved God. I had a really serious love for God and I really wanted to be, uh, even at that age, I really wanted to be a good representative of God. But I've always had this battle of wanting to be what he calls me to be and wanting to have, to feel connected to people here on earth. I get that. And that's, been a very serious battle for me um up until recently i think i i just stopped caring but i mean on, on a level i just i mean yeah. really just stopped caring I but for that. a very long time that was a 
that was a back and forth. So by the time I came, I turned 14, I said, okay, I'm done thinking about that. I'm done being those things because he obviously still loves me. He obviously still cares. And even though that was still something in the back of my mind, I really wanted to earnestly say, forget it. I'm just going to be what you've called me to be. Awesome. So you went into the water again. So at 14, you go into the water. Mm -hmm. Um, do you remember the first time you preached a sermon? Mm, yes. Okay. It was in I think it was October that year. Okay. Um, yeah. And do you remember what the sermon was about? I don't remember what it was about. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I do, but I don't. I don't okay. remember what it was about. I just, I remember the feeling. I'll never forget the feeling. Like anytime you stand before people to bring the word, the feeling is what, like. Can you describe the feeling? Um. <laughs> you there's, may not have words a, for it but there's a um there's a for me and it might be different for other people but for me there's like this weightiness and presence of God mm -hmm. on you you feel it it's almost like someone put a shawl on your shoulders and it just you can feel it rest yes and and the way I look like right now my vision is clear I can see everybody very clearly but it, there's like a shine a glow about everything that I look at when I feel that presence and a lot of times, I don't mean preaching makes you hungry. That's why <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, after, after I would get through, I'd be like, all right, where the food at? And, they, and I was so blessed that people would give me like great meals afterwards, but the Lord would stay with me for a couple of days after. And that presence would be there. And I would be so sad. Like, Oh, don't go away. I know you have to go away so I can get back to living like a regular person yeah. and being here in present in this moment. But I would just never want it to leave. Okay. So let me ask you, um, was Bible study brother your first boyfriend? Um, no, he was not my first boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> um, can we talk about how your relationship with him in high school affected your relationship with Christ? What mm. kind of effect it had on your relationship with Christ? Because I know your relationship with him definitely affected his relationship with God. Yeah, so yeah. I just want uh, uh, a little bit of insight into how you, um, you're a minister yeah. and you're dating a guy that is not a minister. I no. know this dude. So he was <laughs> not a minister. No, at that time. So uh, how, what was the, well, it's, <laughs> it's hard because you are, you're in high school, you yeah. know, you're, you're in middle school, you're in high school and you're still, a, you know, a young woman, yeah. you still got hormones, hormones. you still got problems, yeah. you know, like these are things <laughs> you still have to deal with. So like, um, honestly, he helped me a lot uh, in a lot of different ways. One, really? Yeah. Mm. Like really and truly he, <laughs> I know, I know. Right? <laughs> but no, he, he did. Um, he was the first. Such shade. <laughs> he Such was, shade. <laughs> he was the first guy that I had ever told that I was being molested that I ever told about my molestation. I never told a man before. Um, he was the first man I ever told. And so you it, felt comfortable with him. Yeah. I mean, we were friends for Ninth and tenth grade, uh, very close friends, especially in tenth grade, before we ever started dating. Did you tell him that before he was your boyfriend? Yes. Oh, I did. I told him that in tenth grade because um, that's when that's when the worst situation happened, and that's when I told him, and I finally decided to come forward and tell people what was going on. And um, 
And I mean, in a lot of ways, he was like the only person that I could be completely myself with. It was okay that I was a person that wanted, that aspired to live for God and wanted to earnestly live up to that standard and be a representative for Christ in, in school. Okay. And it was also okay, the fact that I still fell short, you know, that yeah. I still had desires, that I still wanted to do things that were not okay, you yeah. know, that, that were not healthy. Um. And he didn't judge me for that. He didn't make me feel um, like I was less than because yeah. I still have to do that to battle that. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm glad to see and to hear. Yeah, that he was I mean, yeah, helping. He was great. Not a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He still provided his fair share of temptation. Uh, I still had to pray. Okay, but um, but for the most part, he was great. <laughs> Look. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> some, uh, yeah, I think it's a family, it's a family trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed, he indeed. couldn't, he couldn't escape it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you guys were hot and heavy all during high school, indeed, and then there yeah. was a breakup. Indeed. Can you talk to me a little bit about, not necessarily the breakup or why you broke up or what happened, but what headspace were you in spiritually when the breakup occurred? Spiritually, I was confused. I was worried um, because we were both, because I had this calling on my life. I didn't know what that meant for me. I didn't know if that meant I was going to be in somebody like in somebody's church ministering. I didn't know, excuse me, if that's even what I wanted to do, um, especially since I was about to be in another city by myself. So a lot of decisions that I made, I know I made because yes, I wanted to live up to the standard, but the main, one of the main motivations for wanting to do that, of course, was my love for God, but also because I didn't feel like there was any other example of that in my family for my younger siblings, as well as for my cousins. And I really wanted to show that I wanted to be that for them. Um, and that kind of hindered my relationship with him because I didn't, I mean, as much as I loved him and wanted to be with him and wanted to just get married so we could have sex, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to go out like that. Like, I wanted to show that there was, that you could do what you were called to do and um, you could you could live that way. And, I mean, and also, I, I like I said, I, I wanted to experience what it was like to just live for myself yeah. and make <laughs> decisions on my own. To be young. To be young and, and not have to, uh, have the 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 weight or the responsibility of everyone else around me. Uh-huh. So yeah. I completely get that to not have to worry about his feelings, mm-hmm. what he's going through, boyfriend back home. You yeah, to do you. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so you're in college. Yes. You attended an HBCU. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your college experience. How did your college experience? correlate with your faith like what was that walk like were you on campus with jesus t-shirts on did people know you (laughs) believe or Uh, were you just living life were you just being a regular college student i was very owt um what does that mean out i was out oh out out. out. Uh, about christ oh oh Um, oh okay (laughs) (laughs) when i first started i really was um but as the years went on, again, I started feeling that alienation. Like, I'm in New Orleans. No one here is living like this. Yeah. No one is trying to be more. No one wants to do more. 
and I don't want to be stuck in my room by myself. And uh, and at that time, I had not understood that there can be a balance. Yeah, I'd always been like, okay, it's either sanctified and holy or not. Yeah, you know, and so <laughs> no in between. And there and there, like I said, you know, there just didn't seem to be a lot of balance uh, shown, like a lot of examples of balance coming into college of what that should look like. How does that feel? Is you know, can you still go out and have fun and you know, be around people that are doing stuff that you might not necessarily want to do and still feel connected. Like, can you, can you do that? Is that okay? Yeah. You know? And so as I got closer to graduating, I started like drinking more. Like I was, I had drank like the first time I drank was like a summer before uh, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I'd, got drunk off half a bottle of Smirnoff. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, and I, and I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I can do this. This is fine. I don't have to be drunk. I'm mm-hmm. not really crazy about being drunk, yeah. but I do enjoy, you know, you know, drinking. And so, but then I started drinking more. I started smoking weed and uh, can I say that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's your, it's your life. I wanted what to you say, mean? honestly, say I started this, smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> and this is real life. And I, you know, and it started, I don't know. I started making these. I'm gonna be honest about it because I I mean, because mainly I want to be as honest as possible because I I want someone, you know, if there is anyone out there listening that has gone through these things to know that you know we that is life. Yeah, you know, probably ninety (laughs) percent of the people listening to this podcast right now (laughs) are smoking a joint. That's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I started doing. I started doing stuff that um, I had been told was wrong all my life, but that I wanted to make up my own mind about. Yeah. And that, and I didn't notice the way that certain behaviors were impeded on my relationship with God because yeah. I was still able to connect with him. I still talked with him. I still had my devotion. I still did Bible study. Yeah. I still went to church when I could, you know, um, when I found a church that I could go to or that I enjoyed, then I would do that. Uh, which was another journey in and of itself. That was hard, Um, (laughs) you know, but I didn't, I still sought the Lord. Um, But again, like figuring out what that balance looks like and what that relationship should look like took some time. Yeah. You know, I think it takes time for everybody. And that is one thing I want to be clear and plain about. Like everybody's walk is different. Yeah. It looks different. Some people are holy, holy, holy all the time. And yes. Them. And other people, not their bag. Yeah. But he came for us all. Exactly. No matter what your bag is, he came for us all. So, made it through college. You graduated. I did. Woo! I did. You made it, girl. You I walked did. across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> what is life like after college graduation? What is your faith like? I know it was difficult for me mm-hmm. when I graduated from college. Um, because I was like, okay, I've done it. Now what? Exactly. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I, um, so grateful to God. I got through school. Um, had a full scholarship. That went nothing but the Lord. Praise Him. Um, got through that, and then I, I think what happened for me is that I started to understand, um, where the work was going to come in in terms of my faith, but also in terms of my career. Because obviously, you know, they teach you when you grow up go to college, get a good education, you'll get a job. Yeah. And I was blessed to have a lot of gigs. Like I, I graduated with my uh, bachelor's in theater and performance. I also was uh, trained in lighting design. So I had a lot of opportunities. A lot of people had already worked with me while I was in school. So they were willing to work with me when I got out. I got teaching opportunities, all of that. 
Um, but I, start, I, I had this misunderstanding that I thought things were just going to start working. Like things were just going to fall into yeah. place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I didn't know where I was supposed to focus my work or my faith or my, you know, my efforts. And so when things didn't work out or things weren't going the way that I thought they would, I was like, okay, Lord, what's going on here, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's happening? Now, mind you, all of this is going on and I'm still doing what I'm doing. I'm still out here doing whatever I want. Yeah. I'm not thinking about how that's affecting my relationship with him or my walk with him. Um, I am starting to come into a realization of that, but it's still taking me some time. Yeah. So there were there was a lot of hard times that I went through, a lot of difficulties that I experienced. Um, and I'd say it probably wasn't until 2015, like, so my, my grandmother passed away, my grandmother Charlotte passed away, and before she left this earth, she was sitting in hospice, and I went to go see her, and she said, you need to come home, like, you just, you need to come home, Mm -hmm. this is where you need to be for a while, and I, my hang up about coming home was like, I never wanted to come back until I felt like I had myself together, I had something to give back to Little Rock, I had something to give back to my people, and I wasn't there yet, yeah. you know? And so when she told me, I heard her, but I was like, oh, Charlotte, come <laughs> on, man. Like, I ain't, ain't going to do all I that. I want to do it. You know? <laughs> so it still took me, I want to say, another year before I was like, you know? And then some friend, a friend of mine down in New Orleans, she was like, bruh, you need to go home. <laughs> like, for real. Like, like this, this is not helping you. I'm worried about you. Go get yourself together. And I was like, all right. Fine. And it wasn't until I got back that I remembered she, my, my grandmother told me that. Okay. And literally when I got back, everything started falling into place. It, fall, it all fell into place. Indeed. I was going to say fall. That was <laughs> the wrong verb tense. So anyway, yeah. um, so that brings us up to your faith today. What right. can you say about your faith today? You moved back to Little Rock, mm-hmm. got back with this guy, got yeah. engaged, got married. What? does Kanae's faith life look like today? I would say it's stronger than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. Um, because one thing that I realized about God that he showed um, to me in our relationship was that it was it is a relationship. It's a walk. This is something that takes time, just like a relationship or a friendship with any other person. You have to spend time on it. You have to get to know him. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about my relationship with him now is that in the midst of all that, in the midst of all the bad decisions that I made, the mistakes that I made, the hard things that I went through, he made it known to me that I was still precious to him. Yeah. You know, that I, that, that I'm still his doll, that he still finds me beautiful, that he finds me precious as if I'm without, you know, blemish or spot or wrinkle. He, he, sees me that way he sees me as he made me as he intended for me to be do you see yourself as beautiful yes you do definitely i'm okay. hot girl <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm serious <laughs> like oh, on fire over here okay? he does he's yeah, i mean you no. know thank god for <laughs> me <laughs> he definitely does but that balance i think is there too yeah. of like understanding that what i do does not define me who i am is who he says i am amen and what i've done you know that that's that was then you know, that was someone who was confused, who didn't understand, but I know who I am. I know what he's called me to do. I know who he is in me. So I'm all right. Good. (laughs) You know, now, um, we talked about the fact that you are a minister. You are Mm -hmm. called by God. Yes. When's the last time you preached a sermon? 
I have not stood in a pulpit since before I left to go to college. Mm. But um, that doesn't stop me from ministering. Um, when the Lord wants to use me, I let, I let myself be used. So I did have, at the beginning of, uh, I want to say, was it 2008? It was quite some time ago that I started a website called Electric Diva, and I was using that to encourage people you know um I remember one person commented they were like you know I felt broken but then I found this site and that like just made my life you know yeah. worth it I was like <laughs> yes you know we're reaching people yeah. but I started this blog called between lovers and the idea was you know God is the lover of my soul what does that look like yeah you know and I was still like I said still in the midst of everything that I was going through but seeking to have this relationship and so now um now that Electric Diva Studios is launched whoop whoop um uh yes. that was my applause. <laughs> Thank you. My um relaxing. <laughs> he's, he's looking at the time. I know. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's delayed but not denied. Yes, amen. And that was something else that the Lord showed me. Okay, delayed but not denied. But um so now that that's going, you know, I I'm my goal and what God has shown me is to use film and media and television and, you know, podcasts even and, you know, stories to appeal to people who are not believers, appeal to people who don't know his name, who, who've never known him, who weren't raised in church or maybe who were and have fallen away yeah. and let them get to know him as the, the manifested being that he is, not just some genie from across, you know, the way that you yeah. rub a lamp, say a prayer and it works out, <laughs> but a person that, that desires to know them and wants to be known by them. All right, girl. So, yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, you touched a little bit on Electric Diva Studios. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at my executive producer. Okay. <laughs> you touched a little bit on Electric Diva Studios. Is there mm -hmm. anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to let the know to let the people know about? Any yes. final parting words that my questions may have interrupted? Things mm -hmm. you want to get out there? Um. Well. Uh, Hold on one second. Okay. Follow her at Prima Diva Red on Instagram. Also follow her podcast, Sugar Sass, period, Sarcasm on Instagram <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, you can find Sugar Sass and Sarcasm on iTunes and all platforms. All right. Uh, you can also see her uh, amazing movie soon. Uh, e, uh, mend. Very soon. But you go ahead and plug other things that you'd like to plug. I'm going to, you know, come back and do my job here in a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank I you. just uh, wanted to, you know, yeah. remind you that it's my job. To it do is that, your job. It is. I just was. Uh -huh. You are flashing she me. Okay, go ahead with the numbers. <laughs> go, so. ahead. go ahead with okay. the other things. Right. You, you, know, I, you know, I, I praise right. God for order. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I thank God okay. <laughs> for executive producers. Okay. And husbands <laughs> and uh, anyway, but, you yeah, know, that was that was it. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Prima Diva. Um, Prima I am Diva Red. No, no, Prima Diva on Twitter. It's just oh, Prima Diva. Yeah, she's always on Twitter. So you can find her. <laughs> I am, indeed. He, if yeah, you want to engage with me, seriously, Twitter is where to find me. I will I will I mean, tweet you back. It doesn't matter. If it's the saddest tweet in the world. Come on. He's just mad because I've been sharing it with him. I'm yeah, like, Joe, can you? I'm sorry. Icarus, do you <laughs> can you believe this? 
it. He's Here like, Bible study brother. It's fine. Yeah, sorry, Bible study yeah. brother. Oh, we got so fine. many names. Yeah, here. Look, there's a lot look, going let me tell on. You. <laughs> the Lord has many names too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before he interrupted you, anything else you would like to share? Um, I guess uh, I would just say that, like I said, balance. Balance can be achieved. It doesn't matter what you've gone through or who you are or what you've been through. God loves you, and he wants to know you, and he wants to be known by you. He, he's looking for you. He's tattooed your name in his hand. He upholds you with his mighty right hand. All right. You are the manifestation of God in the earth, so rise up and, and you know, take dominion. Girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> <coughs> you said it's been since before high school that you preached the sermon, <laughs> but you preached one today. Thank you for being open, honest, transparent. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, it's difficult to open up, to mm-hmm. unveil, to let people see who you are. So I appreciate you for being willing to just lay it all out there. And I know before this interview started, you were very nervous yeah, I was about like, oh. what I personally was going to say to you. Because you know I'm a fool, <laughs> but you <laughs> did an excellent job, Thank ma'am. You. Thank you so much. Thank I hope you, you enjoyed it because I, I enjoyed did. you. I did. Made my Thank job you. so easy. I just had to sit here and say, mm-hmm. amen, girl. <laughs> I Preach. figured I might as well give it Preach. all to you. That way Preach. you ain't got to dig too deep. Yeah, so. all right. It didn't hurt, did it? No, not at all. Okay, great. All right. All right. And as always, make sure you go to BibleStudyGirl.com to read my sister's blogs, which come out every day to give you a ministry, a word, or something that you would need in your life because it is not I preach, it's not just you preach, it is we preach. So go to BibleStudyGirl.com, make sure you're in the comments. You can follow her on all the social platforms. Uh, she just made a uh, Instagram today, underscore Bible Study Girl. Uh, so go there and please leave all your comments and uh, we can't wait to um, share our testimonies with you. Go ahead. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.